Blog Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to The Art of Film Funding. I'm your co-host, Claire Papan, along with Carol Dean, author of the best-selling book, The Art of Film Funding. Carol is also the founder and president of From the Heart Productions and the host of this show. Michael Ajodhi, Jr. is an Emmy Award-winning television producer for E! Talk Soup, a veteran comedy writer for Martin, Sister, Sister, and Eve, and the creator, showrunner of his own sitcom that aired on Viacom BET in 2017 called Beauty and the Baller. He's also the founder of the world's first and most popular all-web series festival, L.A. WebFest, which is in its ninth year and for the second year in a row is being held at Sony Studios in Culver City the weekend of April 27th through the 29th. And Carol, I understand you take webisodes in your Roy Dean film grants now, right? Yes, we do, Claire. I'm so happy to say we take docs, features with a low budget. It has to be under a half a million dollars and uh, webisodes and shorts. And I think the webisodes are really the way to go. Um, I wanted to say to you, Claire, that last year at the web fest that Michael hosted, I was there and my daughter, Carol Joyce and Donna Hauser, the three of us went and we did a pitch seminar for them. We had people who were trying to fund their webisodes come pitch us, and then we each reviewed what they had to say and helped them shape their pitch into a stronger uh, element, and it was so well received. We must have been speaking to around 70 people, and they were such avid filmmakers. They loved the information. So Carol Joyce and I decided that we would do that as a gift for our physically sponsored filmmakers. So we started every other Saturday in October of last year uh, doing a pitch fest, and we would let two to three people Uh, intrepid filmmakers, you know, Claire, who really are kind, and they would get on the call and pitch their film to us and uh, let us give them feedback, and it was a lot of fun. Well, you know, I think that uh, when it comes to this kind of thing, this is a whole new area for uh, uh, doc filmmakers, especially the the webisodes, the whole idea of it. And now that you guys are also uh, working with web series on uh, the Roy W. Dean film grant, that opens a lot more doors for filmmakers. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, it does. And it's a wonderful way for people to find you when you have a product and it is online you're much stronger than if you walk in the door with written material and a pitch because they can look at your work and see, yes, this person knows how to develop characters. She knows how to leave me wanting more with every uh, with the close of her first or second or her third uh, uh, webisode. It's really an important thing to show, particularly the TV market, I know what I'm doing and I would be an asset to your company. So I think webisodes are very important because I think they're, 
going to get more and more popular, and um, Michael will tell us uh, about their being able to uh, get work, to get their products picked up, and to move into another area with uh, their online presentation. Uh, getting into film festivals is very important for webisodes because they need to get the feedback. I mean, when when we did this uh, pitch seminar and we did the calls for our physically uh, sponsored filmmakers, it, what we found was that people in the audience or in our on uh, you know, telephone seminars. The people gave them guidance. I mean, everybody was putting their energies to help their filmmaker, their fellow filmmakers, get the pitch right. Because this is something you have to do. You have to pitch your product before you make it, while you're making it. And then after you finish, people are going to say, so what have you done? So getting your pitch into a position that is perfect, the perfect pitch, will be a benefit to you for your entire life. So I think, Claire, we're going to start again at, uh, with, uh, I think in uh, April, we will start a new weekly um, seminar for our physically sponsored people and talk about pitching, goal setting, and making an ask, uh, and raising money on various, in various ways. And I think that our what is the name really of that. the of okay great yes and and what is the name of this uh, class that you'll be putting on and how can people find out more about it and and uh, look for you okay well they can email me at my uh, Gmail address which is my full name it's a Texas name it's Carol Lee Dean at Gmail spelled C A R O L E L-E-E-D-E-A-N at Gmail. Uh, we called it a pitch class before, and it was very successful. And it runs about an hour, and we ask our filmmakers what was the best time, and they all opted for a Saturday morning. So I think we'll go back to that same format because people are more available. And then we can send everyone a link to listen to the class afterwards. And so... But it's the participation by the filmmakers is what made it so exciting and so rewarding for other filmmakers. And, yes, uh, and the while, we're, to... while we're waiting on Michael, I just want to say that our film grant is taking applications now, and we're looking for films that are unique and make a contribution to society. And the first grant closes April 30th, and you can find out all about it on fromtheheartproductions.com. And what's on the list of donations is what you really want to look at uh, because we have some great donors on there. First of all, you get the $3,500, but after that, um, you get ProMedia in New York City. Is uh, He gives you a 40% deduction on color editing sound. Uh, you get a G drive. You get Tom Malloy with Glasshouse uh, for a consultation. Glasshouse distribution. It goes on and on. And we have a lot of wonderful donors. So I suggest that they look at that list of donations because we like to keep it around at around twenty to twenty-five thousand in donations for you. Wonderful. Yes. 
so many different donors that uh, offer services, and this is, you know, and it, and it changes. Each year there, there's more people that are added on each year, right? Yeah, we're always adding new donors. It's wonderful. We have uh, movie magic, budgeting software. I mean, all the little goodies that you think you might like. We have Fernanda Rossi for a story consultant. Uh, she's brilliant. And then our summer grant is also closing June 30th, and the fall closes September the 30th. And the three grants work well together because many times people might apply in the spring or into the uh, hot films in the making. We have two major categories that we choose. If they don't get, if you don't get into that, or even if you do, you still get a free consultation if you apply for the grant. And we're one of the few grants that do give you feedback. So you have the opportunity to apply, get feedback, and then apply again in the summer or the fall after you've made the suggestions that we give you. Maybe you needed more character. Uh, and, uh, character improvement, or maybe the arc wasn't strong enough. Lots of things that we could help you with, and then you apply again, and you have a better chance of getting into the top 20. Great. And so more information on that and uh, uh, also on the class that you spoke of can be found at fromtheheartproductions.com, right? Correct. And you go yes. to the tab and that says Grants. I also want to encourage our listeners to sign up for your newsletter. Oh, the newsletter is so great. Richard Kaufman does that. He does a fantastic job. We um, have been promoting some of the videos that I did. They're on YouTube. We have our own YouTube channel under From the Heart Productions, Carol Dean on YouTube. I did a series about um, miracles, how to create miracles in your life. And I did a series on Wallace D. Wattles, who was a forerunner for Think and Grow and all of the books about using your mind to create your future. And I know you love that stuff, Claire. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, and, it works. Uh, there you have... It does. It's true. So that's the, the book, Think and Grow Rich. Um, no, it's, uh, they took the knowledge from Wallace D. Waddles, who did his books back in uh, about 1904 or 5, uh, and Wallace was a pioneer in using your mind to fund your film, is what I like to say, uh, because it's a two, uh, it's a forked prong here. You have your mind which is, I think is your greatest asset, and you have your to-do list. So the mind is more the right brain where you can visualize and see your future and make your plans and daydream about the completed film. If you go to the end result, see the film, see it screening at Raleigh Studios or someplace that you love. And then the to-do list on a daily basis is what you need to do to get the film funded and finished. But the two work hand in hand. You need both of them. Yes. Now, did you do, uh, you, you've done some videos on that. We can see it on YouTube, and we can uh, also pick it up off of your Facebook page, which also provides a lot of wonderful information for people. And I want to uh, let you know how to find that. That's 
uh, on Facebook. It's From the Heart Productions. And uh, go ahead and like the page. All of her posts will show up in your news feed. Um, and then you're also on Twitter. And you have, when you have your classes, that's mentioned in the newsletter. So that will always keep you up to date. How can people sign up for your newsletter? Well, um, you simply go to, uh, to the website, and on the first page of it, uh, we actually give you a copy of a, a book I wrote about doing business in Hollywood in the 70s and 80s and selling film to Cassavetes and chasing hot checks at night through Hollywood. It's called uh, The Art of Manifesting. So you get a, a free copy of that book. It also teaches you a lot about uh, creating your future. That's really what the book was written for, to help you learn how to manifest and create your future. Uh, so we give you a copy of that when you sign up. But um, to go back to Wallace D. Waddles, see, he did uh, something called The Science of Being Great. Uh, and um, so, and he just um, is so clear on what you have to do to create uh, miracles in your life and manifest. And he did something called the science of getting rich. I did an eight-part series on that that people love because you you really need to just watch one at a time, take the information and say, how can I use that this week to improve my life? What is it in here that resonates with me? And take that absorb it and use it for that week and then go back for another one and take that into your life. You know, one of the things in there is um, Stuart Wilde, who I really love. He was a, a wild Brit who was all about creating miracles in your life. And he said, what you want to do is give the uh, the unconscious a the slip and get away from the you can't do it or no one. For example, you know, there was a long time when nobody could break, what was it, the uh, four-minute mile, or, and yet they did. They, they ran it faster than that and faster and faster. But don't, you have to get out of the collective unconscious that says this cannot be done for you to do what Carol, you're doing. I, wanna, I, I just want to uh, ask you to pause for just a moment. We have a caller. It might be Michael who has finally joined us. He probably has okay. some technical difficulty getting in. Let me see if this is Michael for uh, – hello. Hi, caller. Is this Michael? This is Michael. Oh, oh good, Michael. Michael. So glad, so glad join you joined us. us. Yeah, I, 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 yes, we I thought perhaps you were having – Well, let's I get did, started, Michael. All right. Let's go. Now – Carol, okay, everything okay. that you were sharing was so interesting. We'll have to just do a show on that alone sometime in the future. Okay. I would love that. All right, Michael. Okay. Uh, you know, over the last 10 years, the latest innovation in Hollywood storytelling is the web series. Tell us how that came about. Well, the web series came about uh, uh, as a result of the Internet. Uh, this, You know, this free medium where people were able to swap stories and uh, tell stories not just within their communities but around the world. Uh, so it's a fairly new thing, uh, less than 20 years old. 
but it really took hold about about ten years ago with YouTube, you know, where you could uh you know, have your own channel and uh and then also the price of production, the price of ca- cameras, editing equipment, like Final Cut Pro, those things came down, became very accessible for the average consumer. Whereas before, I mean, to edit, you had to pay hundreds of dollars. It was very expensive to edit anything. You had to pay for the edit room. You had to pay for the editor. And so, you know, filmmaking was pretty much a rich man's game until the Internet. Uh, And so people just, you know, used the camera, used the editing, and began telling their own stories. I, I thought it was something that was just happening in the United States, but apparently... It was happening. It's been happening all over the world. Uh, various communities empowering themselves and telling their own stories. Oh, this is so wonderful! Yes, it's all over the world. But for those of listeners who aren't clear, what exactly is a web series? Let's start there. Oh, great question! Great, great question. A web series is uh, a web series is a, is a show. You could call it a sort of call it a television show, but instead of it being on television, it's on the internet. It's done online, and uh, it's uh, normally a series of the shows are connected. So you're not just seeing one show; uh, you're seeing two or more, ten, fifteen, twenty episodes of a storyline that someone is telling, whether it's comedy, drama, reality, and they're telling it online. Um, and what makes it what makes it a web series again is because it's being told through the web. That's what makes that uh, a unique uh, endeavor uh, versus uh, it not being a web series. Is that again? This one is being told specifically through the internet. Okay, and how is it different from uh, from say a film or a TV series? Uh, that's what I was going to get into next. What makes it different? Uh, is that it's short. The big thing right now is that most web series are short. They're, and, you know, television is uh, a film, for example, you know, 90 minutes to two, two hours. Television shows, half hour for comedies normally, one hour for dramas. These webisodes, these web series are three minutes long, six minutes long, uh, nine minutes long. Right now, what what characterizes the web series from the other shows are is the length. You know, t- you have to tell your story much much faster than you would if you were doing a television show or film. Now, there's controversy over certain shows. For example, uh, certain networks, uh, streaming networks like Netflix or Amazon. Uh, people argue are those are those web series or are those TV? You know. Networks. I, I tend to see them as more TV networks. That's what they call it. What we call it streaming online. They mimic. Yes. They mimic television. Whereas you know, uh, a pure web series is not mimicking television or film. It's kind of doing its own thing, and it's doing it in a much shorter version of uh, of those mediums. It's, it's like mini television. And, and again, it's, it's harder, it's isn't it, Michael? Online. 
I'm sorry, you were saying? It's harder, isn't it, Michael, to to, um, do it in a short period of time, to develop a character, to have an arc, to a beginning, a middle, and an end, and get all of that in four or five minutes. That's not easy. It's very, very difficult. You're absolutely correct. It's just like uh, there are some uh, people that do movies. They can't, they they have a hard time uh, doing television because, an hour is not enough time for them to tell a story, or half an hour even. And so now here you have something even shorter than television, where you're talking three to six minutes or less than ten minutes to set up, build character, tell a story, beginning, middle, and end, because the same rules apply even though it's a web series. So, yeah, it is more difficult. And uh, those who are able to do a good job, you know, making web series are very skilled for what we've, you know, what I've seen studying this over the last, you know, decade, is those who do it right are very, very skilled storytellers. Right. Well, the web series has introduced uh, the industry and to viewers talent in front of and behind the camera that otherwise we might know about. Um, I Can you give us some examples of some good uh, series that you've seen? Sure, sure. Um through my festival, which I'll get into in a little bit, uh, I've seen many, many good shows uh, that are made here in the United States from uh, a show called Semi-Dead, uh, which was uh, at, LA, at the very first festival we ever did. Um, it's a horror comedy uh, that's that, uh, very well told by Chris Wilkes, a show called uh, Script Cops by Scott, uh, you know, um, Scott Austin uh, does script cops. He did a really good job with his show. Um, they're just there. There are a lot uh, of really well told stories. Uh, we see them every year, um, and you know, again, that, that's just the United States. They're being made in Italy. They're being made in Australia. Uh, really wonderful shows. They're being made all over the world, and depending on the budget and depending on the skill set of this of the storyteller that really determines um, what kind of show you're going to get from, from that particular producer. Right. Well, nine years ago, Michael, I know you started this all web series festival to celebrate uh, this web series genre. Uh, and it's your festival is called LA web fest altogether. Uh, and at that time, it was the first of its kind. So what inspired you to do that? That's a big leap of faith. Yeah, it's called LA Web Fest. LA Web Fest is short for Los Angeles Web Series Festival. And it just came about from me discovering web series. I made a web series myself um, that has a great story. But I made a web series um, in 2009 and had such a great time making the 12 episode season one. And I just was saying, you know, someone needs to bring us together and put together a festival where we can come together. I just had this vision of us coming together out of our homes, uh, you know, leaving our laptops at home and getting together in the theater the way we do for film festivals and kind of sharing this experience that, up until that point, it was only being shared, you know, on your computer at home, kind of individually with a small group, maybe you and your editor, you and your editor and your girlfriend or 
you and your editor and your boyfriend, you know. And so what L.A. Webfest did was it took the web series out of the home and into the theater and made it a communal experience like filmmaking, like television festivals. And I was shocked at the number of people that showed up um, that to do this. And it was like people coming out of the woodwork, you know, that I didn't know existed. And I thought it was just something that was uh, germane to Los Angeles, maybe New York, you know, East Coast, West Coast, maybe Chicago. There were little pockets of America, you know, North Carolina, Arizona, um, Georgia. There was even one show from Mexico. There was a show from Canada. I was stunned. I couldn't believe that that this was being done in various parts of the world. And, of course, every year since 2010 when we launched, it's just gotten, you know, we've had shows from 40 different countries. And then, of course, oh, yeah, we've had shows from – you can't name a country that we haven't gotten a show from. They're being Webster is being done everywhere, anywhere where there's electricity, and there are people. You know, um, they're telling their own story, and then of oh, course other festivals great. began to spring up as well. Other festivals, uh, you know, there was one in France that we helped launch in 2011, and and then you know other ones. People would come to our festival, have such a good time, they'd go back to their communities and start a festival in their little city, or their state, or their country, and that's how. The, the proliferation of the web series festival became kind of an international phenomenon. Okay, well, uh, tell us if someone attends the LA Web Fest, uh, which takes place the last weekend of April, what can they expect to get out of your three day event? Well, if you come to the LA Web Fest, which is April 27th, 20th, and 29th at Sony Studios in, in Culver City in Hollywood. You will, if you don't know anything about web series, if you come those three days and go to our workshops and panels and attend some of our screenings and our award show, you will come out of that three-day experience knowing exactly what a web series is, how it works, and the both the domestic and international community of creators that, that make these shows and the camaraderie that's there. And a lot of times what it does is it, it empowers potential creators. If you're thinking about making a show, if you've made a show but you're too shy to share it, you come to the event and you will be liberated. And <laughs> what normally happens the next year is they, those same people that come the first time will have a show in the festival the next year or they'll make a show. Uh, they'll take a chance and make a show of their own between now and next year to try to see if they can get it in the festival. Uh, if you're already making a web series, you will be connected with uh, creators from all over the country and all over the world. We, we're always amazed at the number of producers and creators, directors, writers, that they're, they, they live in the same city or the same country. They don't know each other. They come to L.A. Webcast, and over those three days, they get to know each other. They go back to their country and they become comrades. They become collaborators, and they start working together um, to make something or do crossovers with their shows, etc. Um, and so that's the beauty of of, uh, of what these festivals do. At least LA Web Fest is. It's all about bringing people together, bringing creators together, and letting you know 
that you're not alone. You're not out there in the universe by yourself making your own show. You have a, a tribe. You have a fraternity, a sorority of other creators who you don't know, who may not even speak the same language as you, but they have the same passion and the same desire as you, and that is to tell their stories uh, through the Internet. You know, so that's what you'll oh, get out the side of the festival. I tell you, I had so much fun last year at your um, event. Carol Joyce and Donna Hauser and I were there, and we we got to talk to your people about uh, pitching, and they were so open and receptive and in such a good mood. I mean, it was there was none of this. Sometimes you talk to filmmakers and they say, oh, yeah, but, you know, raising money is so hard and it's really hard and it's difficult and all this stuff. No, there wasn't any of that attitude. Their attitude was, just give me, tell me, what do you want me to do and I'll do it and I know I can fund this film. It was very positive. Oh, yeah, they really enjoyed you and and Carol and, uh, and Carol and just the fact that you were there looking to help them find ways to, to make their shows was that's something they they hadn't seen before at the festival. So it was very new for them because these people are making their shows with their own money. They're getting second jobs and they're working them for six to eight months, saving that money just to make their own web series uh, or using oh. their existing job to make these shows. So when someone comes along and says, Hey, we have ways to, to help you fund your web series. They're, they're paying attention. They're listening. Yeah, and, they uh, are. And they, and they show up. Yes. Oh, there had to be 70 people there, and that was such oh, yeah. a lovely courtyard we were in. It was great fun. I honestly think this is a fun festival. I really recommend it. So I'll be posting it on From the Heart's website, and it's also you can find it online, right, lawebfest.com? Yes, www.lawebfest.com. Everything you need to know about the festival. We've got a Facebook page. We've got Twitter. Um, then, yes, we're very easy to find. Okay. Well, I, what are some of the success stories that you've seen for people who make web fest and I'm sorry, make web series and get them online and then get picked up? Well, we we have some good stories here. We have. I can tell you. Uh, some stories and, and the personal story. We we uh, everybody well, many people know of this actress creator who has a show on HBO called Insecure, named Issa Rae. Issa Rae, prior to the success of her web series, The Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, which really blew her up and made her you know a web series you know household name that led to television people getting involved with publishing deal and then her own series on HBO, Issa was in our festival. Issa had a show as a producer and a writer in our festival in 2011. It did really well, won some awards at our awards ceremony, and uh, she stood out. She, I didn't even know she was an actress at the time. I just knew that she wrote really well, really, really quirky, and that she could produce and she could direct. And uh, now she's doing it for HBO, has a deal. And is, she's, you know, she's TV famous now. People on television know she is. Uh, she's one example. Um, another example, we have, we have uh, people who've won awards and been recognized at our festival who've gone on again to work in television. There's, uh, if you guys watch a show on ABC called 
fresh off the boat. The the dad on that show, uh, Randall Park, who's on Fresh Off the Boat, he was, I only know him from web series. He was in uh, uh, two web series that were on our festival. He was nominated for an award uh, back in 2011 and uh, was supposed to speak at the festival. He, he had to cancel back then, but he has since, you know, transitioned from web series to television. And he's, people know him now from the show Fresh Off the Boat. ABC Comedy that's doing really well, but that guy came straight out of web series. He was in a show called IT Heights and uh, uh, Jesus is, you know, it, uh, is that you? And just web series after web series. That's how I know him. But he's a great success story. The transition is now making a living as a TV actor. I have a personal story. Uh, my web series that I made in 2009 called Who, I adapted it, I used it to raise money to, and adapted it as a television show in 2013 and then I then sold the show to Viacom season one as a television show and it aired last summer on on the BET network but this was based on a web series the, the TV show is Beauty and the Baller but uh, the web series is called Who so you know, I, I'm not just talking about other people, I personally benefited uh, and, and found TV success through my web series by adapting it to a television show and then selling it to Viacom, getting paid, and then it carried on Viacom for nine weeks last year. And it's still on Viacom, it's still on BET to this day. So, Isn't that you know, wonderful? Oh, yes, yes. So more and more the industry is recognizing that a, gr- a, a good storyteller is a good storyteller, whether you find them in television, film, publishing, or, or a web series. A good storyteller is a good storyteller, period. That's right. That's right. But it, and this makes it easier for them to find you because they're looking at your work, as, for, per se, the actor, or looking at what you produced and know that you have a good story and you're a good producer. So, And uh, this is a great platform to sell your work and or sell yourself as an actor, producer, writer. Now, um, tell me, if someone's listening to the program and they're thinking about creating a web series, what are three tips that will help them the most? Great question. Great question. I would say the three tips that will help them the most. The first tip is you're thinking about doing a, a show on your own, making your own show. Do you have a story you're burning to tell, a story that that you don't really see being told and that in your hand you can do a good job telling that story? It, you, you, sometimes you can't go to sleep because you're thinking about this story. So you should have something to say. Have a story that you're burning to tell, one. Number two, don't expect someone else to finance your production. The whole purpose of the web series that I like is the DIY process, the whole do-it-yourself. 95% of all web series are made by regular people who are doing it themselves. They're, they're not, you know, necessarily crowdfunding, although some are crowdfunded. Um, they're not looking for someone to finance them. They're finding ways to make it themselves, whether it's through their own job, through getting a second job, through friends pooling their resources, and making 
a show. So don't let, don't use, you can't use budget. Not having any money is your excuse why you haven't made your web series because 95% everyone out there in the United States and around the world that are making web series have the same problem. But guess what? They're doing it anyway. They're not waiting. They're creating. Number three, get it done. Stop talking about what you want to do. That For me, that one of the toughest things to deal with sometimes is the person that you know they mean well and you know they want to get something done, um, but they never do it. You come back yes. in a year, they're still talking about it. Come back right. in three years, they're still talking about it uh, because they don't want to take a chance and put themselves out there. They don't want to lose anything. If you're not willing to, to risk losing some money, maybe, or or losing face even. Maybe you tell a story that some people don't like. If you're not willing to risk maybe some embarrassment, then you shouldn't be in this business because everyone that tells their story is putting themselves out there like they're naked and being judged. And, and you can't be afraid. You can't let fear telling your story. This is your chance. If you've never been given, given a chance you want a lot of these people, let me tell you, a lot of these, the average web producer went to film school, graduated, couldn't get a job, took a job doing something else while they were waiting for their big break. The big break never happened. That job they took on the side is now their real job. They have a family. They might have a home. They might, you know, they've almost like given up on their dream. They only talk about what they studied in school if you ask them because they felt it just, they just couldn't make it, and they didn't want to suffer. Well, here's your second chance. The web series is offering these creative people who are very creative and have something to say a second opportunity to get it done and not rely on someone else to do it for you. So, just, again, the third one is just do it. Stop talking just about it. it. <laughs> just do it. Don't wait, create. Don't wait, create. That is so powerful, Michael. Uh, I had a guy apply for my film grant years ago, and he had such a great story and that I, I emailed him and got to know him and talked about his story. Uh, and he set his budget for a short film, a 10, 15-minute film, at 250000 I said, oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a hard number for the first film to go raise all that. Oh, you said, no, I have to do it, SAG. I have to do it. I have to pay everybody top prices. I'm tired of everybody getting hurt in the industry. And uh, I said, well, okay. I mean, you have to, but I would recommend that you just do it. Like you're saying, it's, no, no, I have to. Do, okay. Fast forward, it's about seven or eight years. He's never done anything. He reduced his budget down to, I think, 100000 But that's still, for a short film, that's a lot of money. Uh, and I bet you that you've seen webisodes made with series for 15000 Let's say a series of three webisodes for 15000 I bet you've seen that. 15000 I've seen a whole season of... Eight episodes, ten episodes made for under three thousand dollars, made for under five thousand dollars. Oh yeah, they're not they're 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 not they're paying people twenty bucks an episode or thirty, but still money, forty bucks an episode. They might be paying out. Sometimes 
They're not paying the actor anything. The actor just wants to act, and they're promising them a great part that they can use on the reel and try to get other jobs. But if you want to do something, you know, this guy is is in, unrealistic. He'll never get anything done. He's not listening to you. There's no way a short film, you know, there's, I'm sure there's a way to tell that same story for under $10,000, but he just doesn't want to do it. And and that's part of that's part of his excuse why he doesn't do anything. There are right. people telling entire seasons of web series, six episodes for under three, five thousand dollars, some even less. You're amazed. I I'm always amazed at how much people spent on their web series or didn't spend and how they find creative ways. It's because when you're creative there's always a way around something or there's always a way to imply something that maybe is not there. And uh for example, when I was doing my web series, I would wanted my web series is about two beautiful women that meet every day. Uh, for lunch, and they talk about pop culture, and um, it was supposed to be at a Starbucks. Then I started thinking about, wow, Starbucks, I've got to get permission from the from the regional chain. I've got to shoot during their hours when they're not busy or maybe when they're not open. You know, I've got to do all these things. I'm like, is there a way I can adjust my idea? Because that's going to be, include permits. And it's going to really crunch my time, and I may only be able to shoot maybe just a couple episodes if I'm lucky. So I readjusted my vision so that one of the girls is wealthy. I just made one of the girls married really well, and she's a wealthy woman, and she has a servant, a a houseman that, you know, and she's got a beautiful patio, and she meets her friend, meets her at her home, and they have lunch there. And it's in a controlled environment. It's at her home. It's the same thing takes place that would have taken place at Starbucks. We're just not at Starbucks. We're at the person's home. And yes. so by by making that slight adjustment, we're able to film there all day. We're not. I'm not worried about crowd control and traffic and permits and and I and I use my home to do it. I shot it at my new home in Sherman Oaks. That was my became my location, and that's how my first web series was made. But you just you you have to sometimes you have to scale down your vision to get that story out there, to get it told. And then as you build your resume, you can you can scale up your vision. You know, as you get more money. But you know, if you want to tell that story, there you know theater theater is a great example of how they are really great in in live theater at making you think something is there that's not there and creating atmospheres with, with very few people. Um, and that's where the writing and the acting come in. And so, but that's my example of what I'm saying. You, you There's always a creative way around the problem if you really want to get it done. Exactly. No, this, see, this is what I think is one of the greatest attributes of web series producers because if you take if you knew what the budget was and you watched the series you would be amazed you would, if, for those of us who know budgets you you would be just blown away because the web series producers are putting more production value into their work than the normal producers because they are doing it with money from family and friends i would imagine right 
yeah, with their own money, with family, friends. Um, some are doing crowdfunding, which has been effective in the last couple of years. Um, but they're finding a way to do it. You don't have to spend a lot of money, especially today with the price of camera. Before, what killed you was the cost of a camera or the cost of editing. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Yes, that's right. Uh, but what you put on the screen is what's so important. And when you know that it's your money or your mother's money, you become extremely creative in putting that together. Just like you said, shooting in your own home and making it look like Starbucks, way to go. This is what needs to be done. And I would think that that would get you a job quickly in Hollywood because they love it when you're able to uh, save money for the producer. Exactly. Also, what people are doing, what's saving the money and what's making a lot of web series look really great is you have professionals. You've got people who have done a lot of television and film. Some are award-winning technicians, cinematographers, camera people, uh, directors, writers. They've never done a web series. They know it's kind of the new thing, and they want it on their resume. So, oh, how wonderful. So you can uh, get yeah. those top drawer people. Yeah, they'll work for nothing just to be able to say I did a web series. Wow. You know, they'll, they'll work for very little because they want that on the resume. So they're getting something out of it um, as well. So that's another thing. You just have to put it out there. So much of it is just putting it out there and letting people know what you're doing and seeing who comes to the party. I'm always amazed. I've had some really, really top technicians approach me about and say, ask me, hey, if you know someone doing a web series or whatever, will you look out for, for me because I want to do that. I want to try that. I don't care how much it pays. I just want to – and they'll do it. They'll, they'll do it for a little bit of nothing because they just want to have it on their resume. I did a web series. Oh, this is great. This is great for the filmmakers. Well, um, so going to your – uh, web fest they will be able to uh, learn all about other web series are, are there panels there that they can go to and listen to people talk oh yes one of our you know um, we have panels and workshops all day they start about 10 11 o'clock in the morning they go to into the evening you know five six o'clock and what's really unique is that we don't just have Hollywood professionals you know people in suits and ties uh, who work in the office buildings, we don't just have them talking. Most of our panelists are people who are making shows, people who are in town for the festival, and they're making shows. Those are our, those are your guests. So you're hearing from your peers. You're hearing from people who were like you a year ago or two years ago who are now who have a show in the festival and who are act- actively making shows, telling their story about how they made their web series, how they raised the money, you know, the challenges they had to get the show done, et cetera. And so it's much more relatable to the to the consumer, the person attending the festival, because they're they're talking to someone who they can relate to versus maybe someone who works for NBC Universal or nothing wrong with NBC Universal of course, or, or who works for, you know, the Discovery Channel who they may not necessarily be able to relate to as well because they don't they don't know the person or they don't know that person's journey. 
But when you see somebody that looks like you, that's about your age, you know, that's either they're American or they could be from another country, uh, because Italy is, for example, the huge producer of web series. Italy, Australia, Canada. Wow. Uh, it, it's inspiring to see someone that's about your age making shows, not letting anything stop them. And what too, what happens too frequently is the very next year, you will see that person who was in the audience in the festival. They have a show in the festival. And oh, they're right. panel, And they're sharing their story with the audience. So it's, oh, I love it's it. Very, so that's what's unique about our panels. And we have panels on every aspect of making making a web series, uh, the, the challenges of producing a web series, marketing the web series, and what it's done for their careers, whatever it's done for them or done for them personally. Because a lot of times what the web series does, the 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 what you really get out of it is not something that necessarily may not get a job right away. It's what it does for you as an artist, how it takes you from being passive and waiting for someone to empower you to you being the empowerer. You're no longer waiting for someone to empower you. You're empowering yourself. And you're right. talking about season two or the next show you're going to do. Versus before you were sitting around waiting for a job, hoping somebody would discover you. Now you found a way to put your stuff out there and get it out and show yourself that you're an actress and you want, you want producers to see you in a certain light because you, for whatever reason, you haven't gotten the auditions you haven't gotten the breaks in Hollywood where they can see you. Maybe you're only playing bimbos or hookers or you're only playing best friend and you, you really feel you're a leading lady or a leading man or whatever. You could make a web series and you paint yourself in that light. That's how you present yourself. And then what's great about a web series, this is where it's even better than a short film to me, is that, or a play, this is where it trumps a short film or a play. You make your series, it could be, you know, I recommend more than one episode. Because if you're going to show somebody what you can do, show them what you can do in two, three episodes. Show the yes. progression, show the growth of your character so they can get an idea of you as an artist. Okay, now you can, if there's a producer or certain producers or casting directors that you want to target, so then you send them a postcard. You're not saying, can you show up to my play? I'll leave two tickets for you at, you know, at will call. You're not saying, can you show up to my short film at screening on this day? I'll leave, you know, you'll be on the guest list. Because oftentimes these people don't show up. You're On your big day, you're disappointed because this agent or this manager or this casting director didn't show up to support your, you. And you don't know why. They, these people are busy. More than likely, they're just too busy to show up. But with right. the web series, when you send someone a postcard with the link anytime they want, they can access that link 24 hours a day to your to your personal website or to YouTube where you have a channel, and they can watch your show. They can watch you, and and then you can follow up. Hey, have you have you have you had a chance to look at my show? Have you had a chance to watch my season run or an episode? You can follow up, and they're not going to say like they normally do. Well, with a script, for example, or well, we can't. You know, we have to get permission. We can't read your script without um, requesting it or without a – anyone can click on a link and watch something. So it gives, right. you more, it gives you more options, and there's a greater chance that the people you want to influence, you want to see you 
a certain way that they're going to watch your show because you, it just gives them more flexibility to do so. Because, again, these people are very busy. And a lot of times they don't they don't show up to plays and to short films because they just don't they don't have the time. Or That's right. The, the time that it's running and the time that they have is not in sync. But with a web series, they can they can tune in in a month. They can tune in three months from now. It's still playing. The web series is like the play that never closes. It's always running. Oh, I love it. That's a great way to explain it. Well, Michael, our time is almost up, but I do I want to commend you for having your screening over at Sony Pictures. It's April 27th, 28th, and 29th. That is such a lovely place to be on the Sony set. Just being on that that uh, platform with all of the movies that have been made there before you just feel so invigorated and empowered to get your film done that's a great achievement for you to be there so um it starts and if they want to come what do they do go to your website and reserve or buy their tickets yeah they can buy their tickets from our website uh passes and tickets uh at com. they can also show up at the venue and get their passes and tickets there as well i recommend getting them in advance getting a a VIP pass for the weekend and not worrying about anything. You can go to all the events, including our amazing award show. The award show is great because a lot of these people, they've never won anything. Oh, they must go crazy when they win Oh, they go nuts. They've never won anything. And this is the first time they've been recognized for their acting, for their writing, directing, producing. A lot of our uh, writing nominees, a lot of our directing nominees are actors. Uh, who are who went ahead and directed their their first web series, and now they're being recognized. And so the award ceremony is really an incredible experience. And uh, and Sony was eight years coming with the first web series festival ever held on a studio lot. And you're right, there's something about people coming, people from you know who've never been on a lot, a lot of them, or a lot of them are foreign, they're from a different country. They've never been to a studio, and you're showing up. You're not just showing up for a tour of the studio. You have a purpose. You've got a reason to be here. Your your work is being screened at that studio, and you're nominated yeah. for an award, and you're going to be at an award ceremony at that studio. So it gives it, it – it, it's a magical feeling. It may – it may if they go on to do more, it may happen again on te- television and film. It may never happen again, but it gives them – this is all about giving artists a chance to be heard, to be seen, to be recognized uh, and rewarded. Well done, Michael. Thank you so much for creating this and for hosting it and taking that leap of faith that if you build it, they will come. It must have been scary at the beginning, but you certainly have a great following now. Thank you so much. It's always scary. I didn't want to do it. I wanted someone else to do it and uh, as fate would have it when no one did it I waited a year no one did it I just finally said well how hard can it be and I only <laughs> meant to do it for one year I didn't mean to do it more than a year I was going to do it one year and that's it yeah. and, uh, and now here we are nine years later oh you know? isn't this wonderful and look where you've come and what you've done yeah, Great achievement. A yeah it's a blessing it's a blessing, and but thank I love you this so community. much. I love, I love this community. 
Well, I can see why, because these are exceptionally talented people. And it's like you say, they just do it. They get out there and they make these films, and they're really delightful. So we will be seeing you. I'm sure everybody's going to um, be there and help you. Uh, do Does the audience have an award? Do they choose anything? No, we don't have an audience award, but are we, the awards that we have are really vetted. We have a screening team that watches everything. One of the unique things about LA Webfest is we watch all the shows, um, and uh, and we base our awards based on the totality of the series, not just uh, one episode, but all the episodes. And it really makes a difference versus a lot of festivals. Most festivals just watch one episode, maybe two, and they make a decision. We watch everything you've got. So wow. we feel that's more credible. That's just our feeling that it's more credible than if we were to uh, put it in the hands of the audience. Maybe they haven't seen your show. Maybe they haven't seen all your episodes. So we want the we want as much as possible that we, you know, the awards to reflect um, the work. So, well done. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this information with us, and best of luck with your festival. Thank you for having me. I had a great yeah. time once again, and uh, look forward to seeing Carol and Carol at the festival as well. Okay. Thank you. All of you. Take care. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be well, everyone. Bye-bye. I want to remind our listeners that David Raiklin is a brilliant and talented award-winning musician who scores films and can compose music for a trio or for a full orchestra. David is a very good friend to the independent filmmaker and comes highly recommended by From the Heart Productions. If you need music to help tell your story, please contact him at davidraiklin.com. That's David, R-A-I-K-L-E-N dot com. And Carol and I want to thank you for tuning in to the Art of Film Funding. Please visit our website at fromtheheartproductions.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. Good luck with your films, everyone. Now, in its second edition, Carol Dean's popular book, The Art of Film Funding, has 12 new chapters to cover all areas of film financing and how to avoid expensive pitfalls. Learn how to start with an idea and end with a trailer. How to make an ask for money. Create your story structure and your trailer. Legal advice, fair use, successful crowdfunding, how to ask for music rights, and what insurance you can't shoot without. Available on Amazon under Carol Dean and at FromTheHeartProductions.com.